You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. There's four check marks. Let's get that last one in here before it is officially time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. And there we go. Five check marks. Saturday night is for Mile High Insiders. And I am joined today by a friend of mine, John. John, you guys know him. You guys love him. Buona Beast. Uh, How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Really excited for the coming week uh, with training camp and just really looking forward to being able to go to camp on Wednesday. I do plan on being there. So for me, really excited. Uh, And, you know, the weather's better here in Colorado. So I'm happy about that as well. Not so hot. I know some of our other viewers probably took that heat and uh, are dealing with that now. I I think Willie is himself said so. Um, But yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing pretty well. I was uh, went on a nice walk this morning with the dog and the 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 wife, and went into work for four four and a half hours. Got some stuff done, and um, I'm going on a backpacking trip next week, so I want to make sure I get everything ready for when I'm going to be gone for a few days. And uh, now I'm here, so I'm excited to be here. Talk a little football, talk a little bit of rookies, training camps, quarterbacks reporting, everything like that. So it's fun. And uh, again, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. I know that it is John's one of John's or excuse me, one of uh, Luke's daughter's birthdays today. So he asked for it off to celebrate that big day. So uh, Mm -hmm. make sure you guys go over to Twitter and uh, wish Luke's daughter a happy birthday. Um, But not here today, obviously getting the day off and I'll be off next week as well. So uh, can't get together, but that's okay. That's we got a lot of different qualified people and. As long as the community is showing up, then that's what really matters. And the community is showing up today in the shop with Willie saying, my man, John, uh, I followed Willie today on Twitter. So uh, better be nice, Willie. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Neighbors is in the house. Go Broncos. Uh, training At one training camp rookie. Uh, so we got Jim Ross in the house as well. It's too bad. We have a stop the roster at 53. It looks like a lot of depth at multiple positions. Uh, that's true. That's all we'll get into it too. Um, and you guys can listen to yesterday's show also where we kind of talked about some of those fringe pieces uh, on uh, – the Valley Deep Divers, where I subbed in for Eric yesterday. Uh, Jewel the Fool coming in over on YouTube saying, especially the cornerback and whiteout, definitely going to see some of our cuts get picked up. Uh, that's normally a good thing, right? I mean, that sucks you're losing talented players, but it means that you're going from a position of strength. It's hurtful, though, when you lose a guy and then they go on and do great things. But uh, boom, Diamond Rattler coming in here said, let's go. Good to see a Jay Cozad's in the house. Hello, I usually don't like preseason games, but after last year, it will be a blessing. Absolutely. Good call there, Jay. Uh, Chase Wellner in the house. Here we go, boys. Hashtag Buona Beast. Hashtag Nick at Night. Um, and he that. says, uh, Nick at Night. <laughs> yeah, I really do love that one. I think that's a hashtag we got to get going. I know it's not many people watch Nick at Night like as it used to be because it used to be a lot of those older shows. Now it's kind of like Big Bang Theory kind of stuff like that. But yeah. let's do it. Let's do Nick at Night. Let's see if we can get that going. I don't know if you like it. Do you like it, though? I'm anything that has my name on it that's about me. You do. I'm in. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, I like Nick at Night. It's fun. Um, it's kind of funny because I have the the morning show too, right? But uh, you know, that's that tonight. Right now, it is Nick at Night. Uh, Chase says I think he'll be humored by it. Um, we got Jay in the house. Webby's in the house too. I hope Baron is it. Uh, us too. And uh, on time today. On time today says George. George, it is a rare occurrence if there's a show involving myself that doesn't show up on time. So. Uh, you know, I, th- I think Deshaun, uh, Deheen, Dehine coming in here saying 50-50. We came in, I actually think we hit the uh, the go at 59, not yeah. uh, 6 o'clock. So may- not even on time, early. Um, so, and yeah, he says, I need to drive to Denver and it's raining pretty heavy. Well, drive safe. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. We got DBAs in the house saying what's up. Michael's in the house too. Uh, Michael Ronquillo. Good evening, John K and Nick. Great to see you, John. Uh, Claudia's in the house. Mile High Profit. How you doing, Mile High Profit? It says evening Broncos country. Good to see you. Shay Leaf is in the house too. Or Shalif, excuse me. Sub folks. Good to see you. Peter Middleton uh, over in uh, Cambodia. Cambodia. <laughs> Cambodia? Vietnam? Cambodia? Cambodia. Um, how's everything going? Buona and Nick. Tommy Simmers is in the house too. Good to see you. Bobby uh, Bobby Robbie's with a beautiful flower picture there. Good to see you. Joe is in the house. Training camp is here. What's up, Broncos country? Don't want to leave anybody before we really get going here. 7 a.m. over in Cambodia. So it's his Broncos for breakfast. It's good to see Mr. McLovin's in the house. What's up, fellas? Broncos country stats over feelings. You know, I feel about stats. So now what? Uh, Kenneth Patterson. <laughs> I've always loved preseason games, but after last year, I appreciate them even more. Uh, Nick all day says George, uh, the Nick pick of the week. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying that one too. Oh, yeah, I like this one. one. Uh, Johnny on the spot. Uh, that's, that's a fun one. Mo Ron's in the house yeah. too. Gosh, I don't want to skip Mo Ron. Broncos already having a rookie on the pup list. Sheesh. Well, good news for you guys. Baron Browning does not have a history of, uh, injury at Ohio state. So let's hope it's just a, uh, instant right now. They're playing it safe. And, uh, Steven Baumgartner also in the house saying, Hey guys, so I've got a, no, no chance yet to give Steven a hard time about the Nebraska Cornhuskers, <laughs> but just stick with us. We'll have a chance uh, yes. to do that. Um, you guys are lucky, I guess. Nebraska's lucky they are in the Big Ten. Uh, not left in that Big 12. You know, what the heck's going on here? Mike Gibbons is in the eight. house, too. Yeah, the Big 8, the Big nothing soon. Um, Steven also says Drew Locke's my quarterback. Uh, well, we'll find yeah, out we'll about that. About He's going to be ours, our quarterback. And uh, we got George Fox saying, thanks, you all. thanks for all your insight, guys. Go Broncos. Peter saying nice stars. So I believe that's to George. Thank you yes. very much, George. Give me um, one and, second. Uh, Real one second. I want to say hi to George personally. It's been a while uh, since I, I've never really had an opportunity to speak to you, but we've spoken in many chat rooms uh, for different reasons. And I just want to say thank you for all our communications real quickly. Uh, it's been, it's been a great time speaking with you. Well, there okay. you go. Um, that's, isn't that special? No, guys, it's it Mile High Insiders. Uh, always the community makes it what's great. But uh, Saturday night, Mile High Insiders, every single Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You guys can follow us at Twitter, at MHI underscore pod, and at Mile High Huddle for the mothership. You guys can also follow John and myself, John at John K MHH. You guys love him. Buona Beast also working the chats, working the different things, but joining us today. And you can follow myself on Twitter also at Nick Kendall MHH. If you guys are joining us today on Twitter via Periscope, you know, shout out to you. Um, also, shout out to everybody joining us today via Facebook. If you're joining us via Facebook today, click those thumbs up. All right, now we got seven likes coming in here on the Facebook side of things. Um, but let's get it going. I see Joe Jube in the house, Tom, Tammy Nugent, George Fox, Gary Grant, Claude Riley, Jerry, Tommy Simmers. Tommy always coming in here. Um, so let's get some more going on here. Uh, but uh, if you guys are joining us on Facebook today, make sure you. J- also join us in our chat rooms in the groups uh, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle uh, appreciate everybody joining in facebook oh wow what a call to action i said hey get click the thumbs up we already doubled it in about 10 seconds so you guys are great um thank you so much if you guys are joining us on youtube today also please subscribe like and share it's the number two thing you can do to support the shows obviously you can come in here and be like our guy in the shop with Willie uh, doing uh, super chats. We also have stars in the house as well, which are always super helpful. Um, but uh, we got in the shop with Willie with a $2 super saying, just want to say John is underrated hashtag. I am John. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those things. I just feel like it's time for me to say it. I, I am Willie. And that's what, that's the deal. So I've been doing some supers like that. So, so you all know that that is me actually just, just getting there. Well, there we go. 
Um, and uh, the let me see, it was uh, Peter says it was from Claude who had the superstar. So if you could find that and pull that up, John, I'm trying to dig through right now. I'm not yeah. seeing it. Um, Vinny J's in the house too. Woohoo! Football season, and uh, we got Daryl Washington Senior in the house. And Pat Sertan is the number to cornerback this year for the Denver Broncos. Number two, I believe he means there. Yeah. Um, so uh, TWO. Uh, but that's fine. Dave Glassman's in the house. Evening, gentlemen. Uh, so, yep, great to see uh, Robert uh, also. Hey, John and Nick. And, of course, Broncos country. And did you find the one from uh, Claude? I think it was just, you know, saying oh. go Broncos with a simple Absolutely. kind of support. Love that. I uh, really do appreciate that uh, you taking the time, Claude. You know, I, John, I got to say, since you're joining me today, we'll get to the matters of business now. Um, but, uh, man, I got – where's the hat? Where's the crazy horse? You're too professional for me right now. I'm wearing oh. – is it – you know I'm what? I, I have that hat somewhere else. Not going to worry about it, but I do love that horse. You know, I do. And I think that should be used in 2022. So we'll just uh, leave it at that. Old I, school. I, My dad's hey, old shirt. You, you know, I would never complain about the classic D. Uh, it's just yeah. one of those things where I want something a little bit more fun for once, uh, you know, just to change things up. I know the Browns have their 75th anniversary, so maybe you don't want to go back that far um, just because you don't want to get in the way of the Browns having their special time. But I could get in the way of the Browns. Well, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Honestly, they should just go with a bunch of different alternates. Just do a bunch of fun stuff. I it mean, would sell no, so many jerseys. Why not? No reason not to. And if you have some ugly ones like Oregon, you know, you got to be like a high volume shooter. You know, Kobe it. Just keep throwing yeah. ones out there. You're going to have some classics. Also appreciate the love on Facebook here. Get some heart reactions from Gary Leeds Palmer and Dave Glassman. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for the supers. Thanks for the stars. Let's get into it. Um, we have the officially rookies and quarterbacks and you know everybody's probably the number one and two things we talk about on this show uh in the off season uh rookies and quarterbacks showing up for officially training camp that means football's here and john i think you are going to be heading that way here pretty soon as well so uh, i'm a little jealous i'm a little jealous but uh tell me your just your thoughts i mean not even analysis just your uh empath being empath for a second how you feeling excited good to go what are you thinking about I'm feeling very excited. I've spoken to a few Broncos players and just I feel that uh, I feel ready to get into camp. I feel the Broncos players are healthy, feeling good, ready to get into camp, do their work. Um, Even though they've been doing the work, you know, separately on their own, I think it's time for this team to come together. I think they will. I am feeling very good about this roster. Um, and, And I really do feel actually good about the coaching staff as well. I know others don't feel as good about that. Um, but if this is the time for anything to to go right, you know, here's the season, prove it. Otherwise, Pey- uh, Pat, uh, excuse me, Peyton has five more years for his contract. That's kind of why I, that's what I feel right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited about it as well, especially, I mean, obviously we're not completely through or out of the woods with everything going on in the world. Um, don't want to comment too much on that, uh, but uh, it does feel like we are at least somewhat a little bit more normal. This offseason, at least we have some means to a little bit more understanding and means to combat what's going on in the world. Um, So excited about that and excited for these rookies to get in here. Excited for the quarterbacks to get in here, too, and get some work with these rookies. I know it's not going to be nearly as much uh, work or as much weight as when you have Cortland Sutton in there, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, et cetera, the first team offensive line working with these quarterbacks. But still, it's reps. It's something these coaches can use to maybe uh, get a little bit of a better idea what these quarterbacks need to work on or how they're just looking in general. So it should be great. Uh, Robert Reibel coming in here with a $2 super over on YouTube. Thank you very much, Robert. And he says, John's background lacks orange. All caps it, with an exclamation point. What the, Defend yourself. It, it does lack orange. There's nothing I can say. I mean, 
here here we go is that that's orange we got some orange there you go um you know I, i'm not gonna move this painting honestly for it i know it looks you know it doesn't look quite right with the other guys but hey uh, i'm not potting every single day or every week so that's kind of my reasoning so thank you so much though it's a nice john paint come on that. give me credit john painted it how yes. dare you that's rude he did yes. it with his fingers and it's like you know like that's a beautiful finger painting you got going on behind you john. thank you it, um, it, but, took, uh, it took years in my early life it did there you go. But uh, thank you very much, Robert. We got Gary Leeds in the house too. Uh, probably the king of the superstars coming here, always yes. having the stars. Um, and hopefully with John here, I don't know if you're able to follow the stars to let me know what's happening there. Cause otherwise yeah. I'm sometimes just like, Oh, that's the one. Um, but the John K and Nick, uh, now there's a pair to draw to <laughs> JK. Love you guys talking about drawing there. Uh, Travis yeah. is in the house too. Good evening, Nick and John. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. I'm excited about PS two. Can't wait to see him on the field. Asthma spray coming in here. Uh, Drew Lock beats gorillas and bears. Definitely talking about uh, Mina Kimes uh, comment mm-hmm. earlier where she would just, talk, there was a TikTok or whatever. Like, what do guys talk about? Like all these things about girls. No, they're talking about stupid stuff. John, I got to ask, this is a debate going back for Carl and I way back. Who wins a fight straight up one-on-one? A silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? A silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? A gorilla. Let's go with oh, a gorilla. Uh, I try Carl somewhere is jumping and clicking his heels. Like a grizzly I mean, bear wears like three the, times the, as much. But the, if the gorilla uses, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Let's let's just set <laughs> it up. Spot. Let's just set it up eventually, uh, and we'll get it done. It, we'll leave that as a to be determined. Uh, yes. George saying uh, Boana started off with a chat mod. Now he's an insider for MHH. I mean, yeah, you put in the work, things happen. That's great. Yeah. Mile High Prophet says, I hope to see you all at camp on Wednesday. That'll be great. I'll see and you Peter there. Commenting. Oh, Travis is one with the, uh, the, the lot of stars coming in here. So, Travis, thank you so much. And um, we're all excited for uh, Sertain as well, right? Like some people maybe wanted Justin Simmons. Maybe some people wanted an offensive lineman. Hindsight's 2020. But alas, uh, the you know, it's Patrick Sertan. We should be excited about that. It's a position of value, and he's going to be a really good one, I think. So, uh, nice stars. Wow, why don't Travis. We, why, don't we, why don't we dive into Sertan a little bit more while we have yeah, that question that. going? Um, what are your thoughts on Sertan when he was initially drafted? And I guess it doesn't really matter as much. What are your thoughts today as he's going into camp? Is there anything uh, you're, you know, you're nervous about, excited about? Tell me on your thoughts on Sertan right now. I'm really interested to see what his role will be for this team. That's probably the biggest thing for me. Like he's going to be a fine safety, no doubt, or a defensive back, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people saying gorilla, uh, grizzly, blah, blah, blah. And then bear hall day. Um, but we got to get the stew here real quick. He says, hi yes. all. And then drops the $20 super. The, hey, people are asking, where's the orange? There's Stu coming in with the orange right there with the 1999 super. Thank you so much, Stu. Uh, Thank you so much, Stu. Yes, every single show. And, you know, we've had him on a few times. I love speaking to him. He's very insightful when it comes to Broncos. It's just one of those things. He is so busy and uh, would love to have you on again, though. I really appreciate uh, being able to speak with you the times we have. Yeah, no, Stu, that's thank you so much. Um, Back to Sertain, uh, Patrick Sertain II. My biggest thing is what role is he going to be in this year? Um, I think it was uh, in the shop with Willie saying he's going to be kind of gadgety this year or he's going to be a gadget type corner. I initially, I think he will fit well. And uh, that's one thing you saw also with uh, Sertan at Alabama. He played star his rookie year, which is essentially uh, Alabama playing like a four, two, five base 
and that nickel corner is more instead of the small kind of Chris Harris Jr. or uh, Bryce Callahan where they're smaller, kind of twitchier, um, they'd go with kind of a bigger cornerback because they're much better in uh, run fits and uh, playing the edge and better in that RPO game rather than the small guys going up against like the West Wilkers, the Julian Edelmans. So he played that slot originally, and he was good there. And then he played outside after that. There was some talk also that Sertan could have played safety like we saw Minka Fitzpatrick shift to um, from Alabama to uh, the NFL. So uh, it, I think you could play every single position in the defensive backfield quite well. Uh, I think that safety is a fallback option for him if he fails at boundary corner or that big slot. Um, but where he fits this year is a question because initially, like, am I going to put him day one over Darby, who the Broncos paid big money, Kyle Fuller, who's an all pro and Bryce Callahan, who's made for the slot in the NFL? I don't know. And if that means Sertan's coming in somewhat and you're rotating them and he's playing uh, rotational snaps against tight ends or big slot receivers, that's fine. That's pretty crazy, though, for the ninth overall pick. That's not a not a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I do think the Broncos have to go with, as you were saying, Darby, with whom they paid so much money to. And he's going to be on the Broncos roster. Um, I'm not sure if they're any worried about his health. But, I mean, if you give him that kind of money, you have to think he's going to be finally healthy. Uh, for me, like you were saying, I think Sertan was helped by being at Bama. I think this somewhat prepared him for the role. Do you agree with that? Yes and no. Alabama kind of uses an interesting um, defensive back technique where it's more of like a shuffle rather than the classic like uh, mirroring technique because mm-hmm. they just pivot. Uh, they can push guys inside and typically they have enough athletes on inside where they can get away with that. It doesn't always translate to the NFL. And that was something that was debated a lot with uh, Marlon Humphrey when he came out. Um, like, oh, man, they teach this weird cornerback technique in Alabama. These Alabama corners aren't transitioning as well as you'd hope given their draft status. Uh, but Recently, that hasn't really been as much of a matter. Uh, so I'm not really that worried about that. Uh, but I, I think it can only help, right? Like Alabama. Also, uh, one of my favorite quotes about Sertain, uh, come, Sertain coming into this draft is that Nick Saban would you know, give him situations, scenarios, uh, pass sets, routes, and he'd like, what would be the ideal coverage here? And he'd instantly get it. So you're going to need a guy who can process like that, uh, know what's going on in this Vic Fangio defense, given how much he puts on the plates of those back players to be able to see things happening at the same time to read things the same. So that way your coverage can be the, uh, you make the same coverage choice. That's like what happened. I don't know if it's a couple years ago, if you remember the, I think it was the Minnesota game where Stefan Diggs had like three touchdowns and there was a play where like Chris Harris jr. And Justin Simmons were both like hands up. Like what happened? I don't remember exactly who messed up, but they, one of them or both of them. They did not read it the same caused a big hole in the coverage on the back end easy touchdown that happens. So you got to have guys who are smart and on the same page. And for a 20, 21 year old Sertan, that's a big ask, but given his pedigree, given how people talk about his intelligence, uh, his work ethic in the classroom, I don't think it's actually that big of a stretch uh, for him. I think he's actually going to be one of the few people who can hit the ground running given everything surrounding him. And that's what you need, especially at the ninth overall pick. I agree. Um, I do worry that he's not going to play too much. But in in the end, these first-round picks are always investments. You can't look at them based off their first year. If anything, he's going to learn a lot from his uh, competition. He's going to learn from from those different players and just kind of uh, take it to the next level, I believe. So that's maybe why you see some of those other cornerbacks maybe go next year, and this is a plan for the future more or less, um, which would be fine in in my part. Yeah, and also, I mean, you talked about it being an investment. You have both Bryce Callahan and uh, Kyle Fuller, who will be free agents after the season. You don't really know exactly what you have in Michael Ojemudia. Ronald Darby has injury history. Bryce, Bryce Callahan has in- injury history. You never want to say that any position is injury-proof, 
mm-hmm. the Broncos compared to where they were last year, I would say they're about as injury proof as you can be at the cornerback position. unless you see a historic uh, run on injuries, which knock on wood, right? It could happen, but um, it shouldn't happen given how much depth and talent they have there. Um, yeah. So we got uh, Bobby's coming in here with the beautiful flower picture again. Um, Sertan will be great for the Broncos. Um, and here we go. Tommy Simmers saying, are we really going to stick a rookie on Waller and Kelsey? I don't buy Patrick Sertan defending these guys solo successfully this year. Um, well, that's the, that's the thing about this defense in general. You're not going to see anybody really guard anybody solo almost ever. Unless like a running back's flanked out, you'll kind of see some of that. But this isn't a man-up defense where you're sending six, seven guys at the quarterback. There's going to be some level of help back there. Um, a lot of pre-snap two safety reads, and then they'll kind of split, whether it be two back or a single high with one coming down. Um, but there's not going to be much actual um, one-on-one. So when you say don't buy him defending these guys solo, not really going to happen anyway. And Sertan with his length, his physicality, uh, as long as he can play with them, you know, in that five to 10 yard box there, that's enough. That should be enough yeah. at least. Yeah, and, and no one has struck, you know, can really say they've stopped Waller and, and Kels. I don't know if we're going still yeah. going with that. Um it's Kelsey. It's, it's Kelsey. It's I agree. Let's just his say brother that. said it's Kelsey. Oh, he did. So uh and he's yeah. a great center, by the way. Um, but yeah, yeah. uh Kelsey, that you know, there's no stopping them for sure. As you saw in the Tampa Gay Tampa Bay Super Bowl game, Kelsey was able to still be productive. It's just a matter of stopping him in those big moments. Um, and in those times when you can beat him, those are the, the big times. So you can stop those long drives, make a maybe make a field goal attempt, something like that, and they miss it. Yeah, he's in Good Germany. So we have a few people from across uh, different areas. Really glad to see you. Uh, very nice. So, yeah, uh, do you want to talk about Williams a little bit since we have some time yeah. here? Javonta Williams, first let's get to this uh, super sticker from oh, um, Travis yeah. Weber. Um, thank you very much, Travis. I'm, I'm going to imagine that it that is out. a – Okay, there we go. I was going to say, I'm going to imagine it's a squirrel with a nut. I'll pull that up. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let me pull it up. So why don't you start talking a little bit about uh, Williams? So yeah, Javonta Williams, um, he is somebody who you should expect to be as good day one as he'll be in his career and as any rookie position. That's the nature of the running back position in general. Uh, They are ones that are historically day one ready they do have some work to do as far as like pass catching or route running but he's going to be effective in the ground game uh, i do th- i do think it's worth noting that melvin gordon was pretty good last year especially towards the end of the season and because of his honestly let's just call it as it is because of philip Lindsay being here a lot of people were against melvin gordon out of the gate uh, because they felt like it was a an attack and infringement on supporting philip Lindsay. uh lindsey's gone folks so you know you don't have to hate melvin gordon for that anymore um, so, uh, I just should just be happy that he'll be here and, uh, it's going to be a good battle between those two guys. And you guys know, I'm very stats oriented driven EPA per play. It's much less efficient to run the ball than pass the ball, but this is a team just how it's built. It's identity. I think will be that running game. And, uh, if, if they can be a physical team and have teams, even if they don't win every game, they won't, but beat the hell out of them you know like a physical team where you're coming out of there, you need to spend a little bit of time in the tub after that. The Broncos can do that with these running backs, theoretically, obviously offensive line. What does that interior look like this year? How do they perform? Uh, That's a big tell for how good your run game will be, but I feel very good about Gordon and Williams, and I'm really excited for Williams this year. Do I have expectations for him to win rookie of the year? Probably not because you have Gordon in the backfield too, but if Gordon goes down, Williams, I mean, by the stock, 
maybe even buy low just because there's a possibility with Gordon being older, um, everything going on there. Because if he goes down, Williams Williams could be a star. But I just don't know if the, there's enough uh, volume to go around for him to be that guy this year. Yeah, I agree with you um, in many ways. If for When it comes to Gordon, I really do want to run him hard. He did finish last year strong. I know a lot, a lot of people aren't happy with his contract. That contract was given out. He's on on this team he's not being traded he's not going anywhere that money's guaranteed so let's ride the let's have the bulls or he's just not getting pushed anything like that um but i don't see that happening i see with this this offensive line i see them being able to gel work as a unit a little bit concerned with right tackle not sure how that's going to work out yet but in terms of the interior offensive line who i will get to later on the center position i assume um i feel like they're going to be much improved um and i think they're just going to have with munchak that additional time to gel, especially with those younger guys, they're going to learn more. Hopefully, over you know this offseason, they've been able to get stronger. So Williams, for me, can be uh, can have a great season, but I I think Gordon's your guy still. I know that that's not what you want to hear, but um, you know eventually, maybe when the season gets a little bit longer, maybe you start to split carries. But until then, make sure that Gordon is getting that workload, and then eventually, yeah, maybe you can transition. Just just not into it a hundred percent quite yet i mean you, you have him for four years at cost control don't wear him down you have gordon for one more year left let him try to prove to the other teams that he's going to be that number one running back still so let's let's have him prove it and if so maybe he can become a bronco again um and i was looking at bob morris he made a tweet a little bit later saying about 1300 yards 10 touchdowns for williams uh is that something you see possibly happening that high of a volume i don't see t- i don't see the touchdowns i think gordon Gordon's the goal line back. Um, I just don't see 13 a little bit more than that. But I, I'm just that's that's not what I see from Williams in his rookie year. I don't see him being a volume kind of guy at this point. Um, and I, I think also Gordon's a better receiver. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that the 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns is probably a little bit pie in the sky uh, because you're not seeing. I don't think there's enough ball to go around to get that volume unless you're talking about Gordon going down for some extended period of time. Um, and also I don't see the Broncos offensive philosophy uh, leading themselves to that level of production. It's not going to be like any running back with Peyton Manning was a fantasy darling because they, even though it was a passing offense, uh, the box was going to be empty and they were going to get theirs. Like no Sean Marino was a, you know, no show Marino. That's <laughs> as a, they were called him early on. Um, until Peyton got there and then boom, you know, he's like running back two in fantasy football. Uh, so I don't think that's going to be the case. This isn't going to be a high octane offense this year, even though the weapons, I think it's going to be more of a grind it out, uh, try to protect the football, um, play with our defense, give our defense field position for the first time in God since like 2016. Um, and, uh, win games that way. You know, I know that the NFL is definitely trending towards score as many points as you can as quickly as possible. Um, look no further than what the SEC has transitioned to. I mean, it was just literally five years ago, six years ago, we saw Alabama versus LSU, and it was like a 63 final. And then four years later, it's like the first one to 60 wins. Football's changing. You know, like people are like, oh, man, they're giving up yards. They're giving up, you know, some points. They're not getting three and outs. Football's changing. Nobody's nobody's doing that unless you're watching the Big Ten West where they have quarterbacks who can't hit a you know a ten yard out. Giving myself a Hawkeye dig there, um, but uh, that's a you know that's that's the game right now. So that level of volume, I think that's improbable this year. And Peter's saying I, I see just five hundred, six hundred for him. I think you got a chance to see seven hundred to eight hundred, um, but uh, 
1300 is a lot unless Melvin Gordon goes down. So yeah, we'll see. And P- Peter coming in here. Uh, does Gordon have any chance at a new contract at a lower rate? Um, I think that's possible elsewhere. I don't see it in Denver. You just traded up in the second round to go get Javonta Williams. Gordon's still probably going to get paid decent money. I don't see any way the Broncos can cut up there. I mean, the, it's a salary cap, right? There's only so many pieces of the pie. You got a bunch of wide receivers that are gonna need, need to get paid soon. Um, Noah Fant's going to need to get paid soon. Bradley Chubb's going to need to get paid soon. Uh, I can't see them paying Melvin Gordon when you have cost-controlled, young, uh, good legs with Javonta Williams there. So it's 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 an easy transition plan to me. Unless Gordon yeah. plays like Adrian Peterson in his prime this year. that's a, I think it's not likely. The Broncos have, I believe, 32 players they have to re-sign potentially next year restricted unrestricted as well. I'm not going to make a distinction. So they have a lot that they have to do. I don't think, I think Gordon can definitely earn his way back at a lower rate. It's just a matter of, is it the number one thing on their minds? I think the Broncos are going to go out and try to get cheap labor when it comes to the running backs. Uh, real, oh, go ahead real quick. I want to get, oh, yeah, actually, no. uh, get the super real quick uh, from Travis. Thank you so much for the super. Keep it up. I, I'm trying my best. It's hard with Nick. Nick is very uh, astute and when it comes to the Broncos and the entire uh, entire NFL. So it's it's one of those things where I'm just trying to keep up with Nick. Really appreciate it. You know, it's just fun to talk football. It's crazy that people want to come in here and just hang out with us. It's uh, yeah. it really is a blessing. So uh, thank you, Travis. And uh, appreciate thank you. you. Hope you're doing well. Um, in the shop, Willie saying, I think Quinn has a better chance to start at some time than we we're giving him credit for. Uh, if injuries happen. Absolutely. Uh, I do think there though, there everybody's like talking about Quinn Miner starting at center. I also think there's an equal chance out there for Quinn starting this year at center as there is, let's say there's an injury to Lloyd Cushenberry. And then you see a Graham Glasgow transition over to center with a uh, Natain Moody starting at guard. It really is a Miners versus Cushenberry, but it's also a Miners versus Moody uh, discussion to be had as far as the shuffling of the interior offensive line. But man, I'm excited to have that depth. Tackle position, let's let's put that in a box. The interior offensive yeah. line, though, should be excited about that. I, I'm very excited about uh, the interior offensive line. I do think Cushenberry is going to come out much stronger. Uh, I'm worried about when it comes to, to Quinn Miners. Um, you know, I'm worried that he's he's been in the spotlight pretty much for an interior offensive lineman picked in the third round. He's seen a, quite a bit of spotlight. Not saying that's a bad thing or you know a good thing or anything like that. Um, it's just a matter of I want him to take the time, calm down, get into camp, settle in, and. St- Start learning the playbook, keep up with the other offense alignment, not try to go too fast, try to do too much. He has to take time to learn, take time to develop. And I, for me, I think this is really Cushenberry's job to lose. I agree so much when you're talking about, is this a argument for Graham Glasgow possibly to move to center eventually if there's an injury to Cushenberry and then Muti is starting or do you, um, do you put, you know, I personally believe Schlotman is a very good um right guard as well left guard i think he can play anywhere so for me i also think that he also can potentially move into center as well keep um cushionberry or, or keep glasgow at right guard keep it kind of settled um it's just a matter of who's the right lineup when it comes to jillian i'm sure munch can make that right uh distinction he'll play with different line alignments I think that's a big uh big thing going forward i just don't see quinn having the ability to win this center position i'm excited about his future don't get me wrong. He has a great future yeah. with versatility to play, you know, anywhere on the interior offense line. I just want to give him a year to develop. As you've said many times, he was division three. He took a year off. 
I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, he has to take his time, not rush this. Yeah, and if we don't see minors at all this year, I'm not worried at all. You know, I feel like some people will be like, oh, man, you drafted him in the third round. Your interior offensive line was struggling. It's a point I've made on here a hundred times. Uh, Connor McGovern, Matt Paradis, they didn't even make the Broncos 53-man roster their rookie season. So to expect, even though he's a third-round pick, to come in and dominate day one, um, you're probably going to get something similar to Lloyd Cushenberry. But maybe even uh, while the blocking and the run blocking will be better, um, the checks, the pre-snap stuff, all the... In- intelligent stuff that goes into the position that Cushenberry had experience with because he played center at LSU for multiple years that minors just does not have yet. Uh, could be struggling in a different way. So I don't know. That's a uh, confusing there. And I think Cush will have a lot to come down to run plays in pre- preseason. I mean, he's, he's one that's battling for his long-term work as well. I mean, no doubt about it. And he, Cushenberry said, it. I love the self-awareness from the position. He said, listen, if I played better last year, probably not drafting that guy. I didn't do good enough. Here they are. I'd wish other players had that level of self-awareness rather than, you know, blaming everybody else besides themselves for their lack of uh, performance. Um, but the, speaking of performing here, always performing, nobody to blame. Uh, Muhammad mm-hmm. Badri coming in with a $3 super over on YouTube, said Braun and the beast in the house. Uh, thank you very much, Muhammad. Good to see thank you. you it's, been a, yeah. it's been a hot second. It's, so Yeah, it's been a hot second. Really glad to be able to see you. Uh Stop on by. We, we miss the king of the super stickers. We miss you. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are on the right track in the chat as well when it comes to the center position uh, and these other positions. Why don't we move on to Browning real quick, who is on the active pup? Why don't you kind of lead with that? Yeah, so uh, he had that injury that suffered in rookie training camp early on. Um, so now he's uh, on the pup. And while that's a – this really feels like it's coming down – going to be a wash season for Browning as far as his ability to make an impact on the defense. It was always possible that was going to be the case, but now that he's missed so much time rehabbing this injury, I do think we will see him this year, but anything beyond special teams, I think will just be icing on the cake. Uh, I would not expect, I'm not, I don't have any expectations beyond special teams this season. And you know what? That's fine. Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson. Those are a fine pair of starting linebackers for this scheme in the three, four, are they going to confuse anybody for Al Wilson or John Mobley back in the day? No, but Vic Fangio does not. It's a different NFL. It's a different NFL. Also, Vic Fangio does a good job of not putting those guys in position where they are going to be exposed uh, very often. You know, people scream about the tight end position, covering the tight end position, but Broncos, a fourth of their schedule comes against the arguably the two best tight ends in football. That's always going to make it harder. Like imagine if every single game you went up against LeBron James, Oh, we can't stop the small forward. Well, no freaking duh. Like you're going up against LeBron James. It's just the nature of the the actual opponent. Um, So I think they're a fine pair and they're both going to be free agents this next year. So if we don't see anything from uh, Baron Browning this year, as far as starting, that doesn't mean he's going to be a bad player. It's always been about uh, if he can develop into a guy who can potentially start 2022 and beyond. I agree with you there. It's all about the future when it comes to Browning. Uh, and I still think that was Sternata as well. I don't think he's in a position to, um, besides be a rotational player when the guys need a breath, uh, unless there's an injury, I don't think you have to you know, push him out there right immediately. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for me, I agree with you. He, if I don't want to force him and have him play edge or inside linebacker, just telling him play with your instincts or something like that. I want to make sure that he's prepared for this role. I'm worried about him 
being told to do too much for different positions. I don't want a Justin Holland situation again. It's what I'm essentially saying. Um, and I, th- I think that the Broncos are going to avoid that. I don't know what his impact will be on special teams. Would he be essentially a gunner on uh, uh, punt and, or on uh, kickoff, you think? I think you'd see him mostly on kickoffs. Yeah, probably kickoffs. some also some punt return uh, duties. But um, that would be my uh, – That'd be most likely here. And uh, we got Peter Middleton coming in here, I believe with the stars saying, I hope Browning won't be the bust of the draft. Uh, Why do you think he dropped to the bottom of the third? Um, I think he had a lot of uh, highly recruited player, um, very high recruiting profile, a great athlete linebacking position. I talked about it with uh, Scott uh, on Thursday. You can have all the athleticism in the world, but if you don't have instincts or processing, you're going to struggle with the linebacking position. One of the best, Athletes to play the linebacking position in the last 20 years was Chain Bailey's brother, Boss Bailey. Kicked around the league because he just didn't process the game very well, didn't have good instincts. Um, and it's not that Browning doesn't have that or won't have that. He just didn't always display that at Ohio State. So while he had an amazing athletic profile, could play edge, could play off-ball linebacker, there are some questions about the actual awareness and uh, ability to break down the football game or break down between the tackles, read the game. Um, and that's something that, you know, there are reasons for that. Also, like Ohio State moved him around a lot. I think he played all four different uh, linebacking spots for that Ohio State defense. Um, but uh, it's something that's going to take some time for him to kind of figure it out. And it's almost like a thing like uh, I've heard Daniel Jeremiah talk about this a lot of times with when it comes to uh, prospects. When you ask them to do too much, they become, you know, not even a jack of all trades. They become a six of all trades. And for a player that's like developing uh, you would want them to be able to master a craft. You know, it's great if they can be versatile and great in many spots, but if they're struggling, especially on the mental side of taking all that in and performing those different roles, maybe you should dial it back, give them something more focused and uh, let them uh, grow into that. And that's something hopefully you'll see from Browning this year. I know they talked about cross training him edge and off ball, both these injuries and everything right now. I think I really do think that ship has sailed. He's probably just going to get work at off ball this year. And uh, if he can't stick there a year from now, then you'll see that edge talk. But I think this year is going to be slow burn for him. Let him go be an athlete on special teams. You need those guys on special teams. This team needs special teams help. Um, But after that, it's wait and see. And we got Robert coming in here. Got Robert coming back in here. No, go ahead. There's a little bit of lag here between you and Uh, me. We got Robert coming back in here with a $5. There's there's a lag. Yes. Yeah. I, I can. Sorry about that. It's probably from me. Uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, DBs and linebackers. I assume we're talking Broncos only. Yes. yes. Okay. So for Broncos, for me, uh, Champ Bailey obviously has to be on there. Uh, when I'm thinking of other guys, man, why don't you give us a few names? Give me a second. <laughs> um, I'll just do two linebackers and uh, two. Um, defensive backs. So I'll do uh, champ Bailey, Steve Atwater, Randy Gratishar and Von Miller, technically outside linebacker, right? And I'm not going to write, I'm not going to have a Mount Rushmore with, without Von Miller on there. You guys in the comments, let me know if John um, is still there. You know, oh, it, it's really the, the same names, Carl. Yeah. Can you see me? I can't see you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Little, about that. I'll get out of here in a, in a second. If we're not, if I'm having some issues, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and who are yours, Robert though? I want to who you have there who are some maybe some younger ones some older ones really interesting that from uh you guys here we got bill romanowski as one i like romo i'm not sure if uh, i can feel him as a broncos top player but i did like the way he played i loved his attitude just didn't love the way how he got to maybe uh how he got to where he's at yeah 
And uh, for once, it's not my computer with the freezing of the internet. So um, that's it's fine. We're working our way through it. Um, but uh, yeah, let's keep it going. He says good now. Um, so thank you for the the super chat there. And uh, hopefully I answer those guys. He said if it's just um, Broncos, Denver linebackers, I think he said defensive backs too, but if it's just linebackers, I'll do Gratishar, Mecklenburg, uh, Al Wilson, and Von Miller also. Because uh, outside linebacker, there we go. Um, Carl Mecklenburg. Ooh, Tom Jackson is also a worthwhile guy. If you're doing pure off ball, substitute Vaughn out there for Tom Jackson. And uh, there you go. It's it's a dying. I don't want to say it's a dying position, but it's definitely a position that is uh, as devalued today in today's NFL as it's ever been. So um, there we go. People are sleeping on Stearns. He's talking about Caden Stearns. We'll get to that um, in a second. So actually, let's get to it now. I think he was actually the next yeah. pick. He's uh, the Caden next Stearns. Pick. There is a roster spot a key role available for that third safety position. Uh, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, they should be obviously expected to be the starters, but Vic Fangio, he has liked to use a third safety historically. Now, that being said, I could see that slice of the pie as far as role goes, somewhat switched over to a Patrick Sertan this season, uh, given his versatility, given his size, you know, he might be the de facto third safety that's being used just, just because of the role where they're typically using in the box slot uh, overhang kind of player. Um, so that might actually be Patrick Sertan this year, but by position, just writing, uh, writing it out, there is a role to be had. Caden Stearns definitely has a chance. Obviously there's Jamar Johnson too. That honestly might be the most fun uh, actual battle that we're going to have out there for rookie uh, training camp going on right now, or the lead into preseason with rookies reporting Stearns versus Jamar Johnson. Who's looking good out there? That'll be fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, with with Stearns, you know, I have a question for you, actually. Uh, if he had better tackling going on into this season, uh, better tackling rates, how much higher do you think he would have gone? Or would have been the same kind of situation uh, for him? And actually for Jamar Johnson, if they both can handle their tackling and, and hone that in, do you think that these guys would have been higher picks? And uh, do you believe in that that chance of development is uh, very high for a fifth round uh, pick for both of them? Yeah, they're, they're both going to was Stern's a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick. I can't even remember. Um, fifth. But they're both were, I think. Okay. Um, and Peter, yes, I think you're right here. We chose Stern's first for a reason. Johnson is the favorite of the fans though. And I, yep, you're right there. Johnson was a preseason darling. I think it's because that game against a, uh, um, Ohio state, he had an all time game for an Indiana safety, right? Like he just all over the field. Good, to, good at taking the ball away. And that's flashier. Um, Caden Stearns, the higher rated recruit, a guy who I think is as good, um, playing multiple roles. Cause he has a better athletic pro uh, profile than Johnson, but Johnson has better instincts and ball skills. So it'll be fun to see and both fit. Thank you very much. Um, so I, Stearns, Johnson, whoever tackles better they probably get the role. Um, but again, these are both guys that the Broncos needed safety depth. Uh, they paid Justin Simmons, but there's probably not a way given Justin Simmons contract and how teams allocate a uh, salary cap. They're probably not paying another safety big money coming up here. And Kareem Jackson, I mean, they were fine cutting him and bringing him back after his market was, you know, dead this off season. He's probably gone after this year. Uh, and I don't expect the Broncos to look to pay another safety big money. So that means Jamar Johnson, Caden Stearns. It's the same thing with talking about Browning earlier. There's a role, a big role for them. It's more about 2022 starting and their ability, who can win that role. Uh, they start paving that road tomorrow, right? With how they play tomorrow. Yeah. Like tackling, handling all the rules, handling, we talked about earlier, the uh, how much intellectual demand there is for those safeties because they have to be able to read it right. 
you start paving that road tomorrow. Uh, exactly. I agree with you 100% there. Uh, why don't we get moving a little bit more along because uh, we're pressed for time a little bit. Uh, getting into the sixth round, Seth Williams, I'm not very high on. Why, why am I hearing so many positive things about him for sixth round? Uh, you know, I, I, I get it. I love his size. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, the Broncos have those answers. If he's a practice squad player, I love it. I just don't see this guy being uh, be able to make it onto the 53. And otherwise, I'm concerned that he may be picked up somewhere else. You almost kind of you almost have to keep him on if you think there's anything for him in 2022 and beyond, because in looking at talking to these rookies, this is how people need to think about rookies, right? We keep talking, oh, 2021, yeah, roll here, there. How do they fit with their four years of cost control into the future? And uh, Seth Williams is a prototypical X receiver. He's probably going to need to work on his routes right now. He plays very high, which is an issue. That means he really struggles to create separation uh, in the short area because it's he turns like a. It's not like he turns like a battleship like DK Metcalf, who plays super tall, but he's such a freak. Doesn't even matter. Um, but he's got to be able to sink his hips a little bit when he runs routes better. But this Broncos team, they have a big need at X beyond 2021 this year. Graded X, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. Not many teams can tout having those two good of X receivers, the X position for receiver, but they're both free agents at the end of the year. You would think that Seth Williams easily slides in to being that other, uh, the other X uh, beyond 2021. So uh, we'll see what happens there. He's, I just, I'm worried if you put him on the practice squad, somebody else is going to gobble him up. John. Okay. Well, John is gone. Um, but, uh, the, if, if he comes back, that's fine. We'll keep it moving here. Um, Jonathan Cooper. Uh, he's one that I know that Lance yesterday had him on the Broncos, uh, making it the 53 man roster. Um, but, Oh, there goes John. Well, it's just me, baby. Woo. Let's go. No, Denver Bronc. Okay. I got to doing it live. Um, but John, I'll be back in a second. I bet. We're talking about Jonathan Cooper, seventh round pick, another high recruit, has a heart defect. So that might cause him to uh, sit out uh, early season. And I can see the Broncos because of that using next year as so much of a redshirt season for Jonathan Cooper. And this actually brings me to my first undrafted free agent um, who I am very curious about making this team. And that's Mins. Um, Mints, Mins, uh, Vanderbilt player, uh, edge rusher, undrafted free agent. It's pretty rare for an undrafted free agent edge rusher to make a scene and really become a great player. And I know that I say that a little tongue in cheek because the Broncos have done that recently with uh, Shaq Barrett and Malik, uh, Malik Reed. But historically speaking from the league landscape, uh, that's pretty darn rare. So, um, and yeah, John, I can see you in the back room. So if you want to join back, you can. Um, but if not, uh, we'll love, we'd love you to have you back. All right. the chat. Yeah. There he goes. You look good. All right, if I have any if I have any audio issues, one more time, get me out of here. Um, because we want to make this still friendly for our users afterwards and, and for you guys as well. Um, so you were talking about Cooper, I believe. Yeah, Cooper, John Cooper. Um, he's another he's a seventh round pick for the Broncos this year. Uh, I think he was their first seventh round pick as well. It could have been him or Kerry Vincent Jr. Um, but uh I'm Jonathan Cooper's got the heart issue, um, and he's had to have surgery on it again. It's not like life threatening. It probably did cause him to drop, though, from like the late fifth round pick to a seventh round pick. Um, and I think that he has a chance to make a roster this year, but I think it'd be equally prudent for the Broncos this season to give him a redshirt season, um, put him on injured reserve or whatever, and uh, then subjecting him to a roster spot in 2022. Um, so what does that mean? 
there's a chance for Derek Tuska, but also I think there's a chance for Andre Mins, um, who is a solid player. He's a little bit undersized for the edge rushing position, you know, six, two and a half, 250. But uh, that puts him a lot like uh, Malik Reed. So there's there's a fit for that on this team, and there's a role. So I'd be I think Minza's got a chance to make this roster. He's one of the few uh, undrafted free agents um, that could make it. So and John looks frozen again. So uh, R.I.P. John, as we said here, that's uh John's having some energy. John's frozen. Well, guys, it's it's just me again. Sorry about that. Um, but oh yeah, now starts Nick's OnlyFans episode, and you got this, Nick. Um, and here we go. I really like all the rookies. Uh, let's keep it going on these rookies here. Kerry Vincent Jr. He's one that I am really excited about seeing this year as far as his ability to uh, work for a slot position. Obviously, the Broncos just put uh, a saying Bassey on the uh, what was it? The pup list. I believe it was or the yep the pup list the Sang Bassey, Barry Browning, and Duke Dawson Jr. Uh, Sang Bassey and Duke Dawson Jr. guys who played slot for the Broncos on defense. Bryce Callahan uh, injured and coming off an injury last year. Kerry Vincent Jr. has a real chance to make the active fifty-three man roster and uh, become the starting slot for this Broncos team beyond twenty twenty one. So I'm really excited to see Kerry Vincent Jr. this season. He's also somebody. If the Broncos, because of roster math, cannot make a uh, Deontay Spencer fit on the team, I think Kerry Vincent Jr. has a chance to be a kick returner as well. So I get the people saying, there goes John's uh, internet. Reboot your router, my friend. The beast is down. The beast is always here. He's here in our hearts. He's right here, guys. He always is. Um, but uh, that's uh, I'm excited for Kerry Vincent Jr. this year. Kerry Vincent Jr.'s issue wasn't athleticism or talent or anything like that. Um, there were some reports that I want to quote specifically here because I don't want to say that I'm pulling it out of my butt. Lance Zerline um, said that uh, there were some people at LSU's program who were less than enthused uh, by Kerry and Vincent Jr.'s attitude and work ethic coming out of LSU. Uh, skipped out on last season or withdrew from last season. Falls the seventh round this year. Um, worth a seventh round value there. Um, and hopefully he comes out and uh, finds a roster spot. But It'll be interesting to see with him. The last guy that we want to talk about that was drafted here was a uh, Mar- Marquise Spencer, um, who played kind of a edge slash defensive lineman for Mississippi State. I believe was a four star recruit, and um, he's going to be really interesting this year. He's the one, the first one that I come to. That's like you know what, you can probably put him on the practice squad, and nobody else will touch him. If somebody else does touch him, that's that there's an issue for their team because I don't expect anything from Marquise Spencer this season. I don't hell. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't expect anything from Marquis Spencer until probably 2023. He's going to take some time to get his uh, body right. Typically those trench players, uh, if they're not early draft picks, uh, there's a reason for that. It's kind of a have or have not for the body types and the athleticism there. Spencer's going to take some time to work. So I think he's probably most likely to be destined for the practice squad this season. If not, that's, that's pretty surprising. Um, I am very interested though, to see how his rule shapes up versus somebody like a McTelvin regime who has to step up this year, you know, talk same year ago, McTelvin regime. We don't see him in 2020. Yeah, it's fine. Has to step up in 2021. We're there regime times time to go. Um, and I guess that leaves, uh, for us for some undrafted free agents. I want to get to as well, unless there are any chats here that John wants to pull up, but a couple guys I want to highlight that I think has a chance to make this team, uh, drew Himmelman from, uh, Illinois state. He's probably one that you hope you won't see this year but very likely to make the practice squad uh, based on what I've heard um, body type. He's going to have to get stronger, but uh, I think he has a chance to develop into a swing tackle down the line. If he's starting, eh, I don't love that, but you have to have swing tackles there. Um, they have value too. And the other guy I want to bring up is Sean Beyer. Uh, he's been standing out. Apparently he was standing out and the Broncos have a, a big need 
four tight end down the roster. You know, how important is the fourth tight end? You know, okay, well, we're talking about an undrafted free agent here, guys. What what, what are we going to do? Um, but uh, Sean Byer, he's one that stood out recently, and I I expect him to give a strong shot for, you know, fighting somebody like an Andrew Beck uh, and all those other people, uh, Eric so- Schaubert, who uh, could make that fourth slash third tight end rule. Um, the good news here, when we're talking about the likes of guys on pup, uh, saying Bassey, Duke Dawson jr. And Baron Browning. While we're talking about that also, it's important to note who did not go on the pup list, which is great news for the Broncos. And that includes Albert Okue Bunam, uh, who is going to be fighting. For, well, not even fighting. He should be the tight end too, for this team this year. Uh, he has some areas to improve on, but man, he is very talented, lightweight speed. So uh, for a tight end too, that's, that could be a lot of fun. Mike Purcell healthy. I know that's one of John's favorite, one of the best run stuffers in football. Bradley Chubb, all these guys avoid pup. Chubb is going to have to have a big year. He's playing for a big contract. Also important, these guys are not on the pup list. Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, and Shelby Harris, all guys with some injuries that they're coming off of, and they're going to be healthy. So uh, they're relatively healthy, good enough to go. So uh, great news there. And l- let's get to the chat here to see if there's anything coming up. Peter Milton saying we paid 150 k for Himmelman. So we're obviously hoping he stays. Yep, he's... Uh, he might not be a starter this year, but he undrafted free agent and tackle. He's probably one that I would feel unless he kills it in training camp and preseason, which we don't know yet. Right. It hasn't happened. Um, but I feel pretty good about putting him on practice squad and not having him uh, zapped up, but you know, things can happen. Um, so, and uh, we got Andrew Baker in the house too, always supporting us uh, saying late again, but Hey, summer fun and grilling at its best. I'm a grill as soon as we're out of here. So uh, save me some, save me some, right. I got some, uh, Hot dogs to cook, uh, but uh, MHH for life about to destroy these burgers. There you go. Uh, let us know what you put on your burgers there. What kind of condiments you guys put on there? That's always a lot of fun. I mean, the more sauces I can get on my burger, the better. I'm about it. Actually, I might even cook a um, Beyond Burger tonight. Wife's a vegetarian. We, the grocery store sent us four instead of two. I'm not better than a Beyond Burger. They're tasty as hell. So uh, get in my belly, right? Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to uh, have to get us on out of here. I know that John had a little bit of internet issues. I can see him in the background now though, but uh, it was always, it's always a lot of fun to have John on here. That will not be the last time that John and I talk together and we appreciate everybody coming in here. Um, here we go. We got, we get one more for Richie rich. Cause he always asks good questions. And uh, I feel like he was asking questions all day. I don't even know if we got to them. So Richie rich return a question here. Are we taking talking 53 men roster spots? Do we think Bud Boone could or should fill the returner role? Um, I definitely think you could have a battle with him versus Tyree Cleveland as that kick returner, not punt returner and, uh, save that, uh, roster spot with Deontay Spencer for somebody who you have years of control left. Like if it's between Deontay Spencer's staying on the roster or moving on from Seth Williams, who you have four years of control left, I'm going to do what I can to keep Seth Williams on this team because of what it means for the salary cap roster construction years down the line. Right. It's not about 2021. It's about 2023, 2024 at that point. Um, so good question there, Richie Rich. Um, and uh, let's see if we got any other ones in here. People giving us a hard time about the Internet. That's OK. That's life. And I saw one more on here going on. Somebody asked earlier about Bradley Chubb um, and what he would need to do this year if he would earn a top 10 uh, level contract for an edge rusher. And I think he's going to get it, guys. It's not about the way the NFL works is that it's not always about the the best guy getting paid at that moment, but it's who's next to get paid, right? It's cyclical. It's like when Kirk cousins got paid, that was before Aaron Rodgers got a new contract before Pat Dak Prescott got a new contract before Patrick Mahomes got a new contract. Well, 
he got paid the most because it was his time. Bradley Chubb is going to get paid top 10, top five edge rusher money at the time. I think the big key is to pay him before Miles Garrett gets paid because Miles Garrett and TJ Watt are going to break the edge rushing market. So you don't want to be reactive and have uh, Bradley Chubb's agent saying like, well, here's the baseline for what a great edge is paid. We have a great edge. Pay him that. You don't want to be doing that. That's that's when you get hurt. That's what the who was it? I think the Cowboys did that sat on their hands. They had a they could have saved 15 million a year on Dak Prescott Prescott. They didn't. And now they're paying for it, literally. So uh, that's that's my biggest concern when it comes to Chubb. But he's going to get paid as long as he doesn't get hurt again. Uh, he deserves to get paid. So um, that is what it is. And Clifton Harris, Mac McCain, a sleeper at cornerback. I'm looking forward to looking for him. I'll be honest. I did not watch much Mac McCain at college uh, at North Carolina a and I think they're the Bulldogs. Um, but uh, I wait until there's real reps against uh, better talent um, to really make a call on him. So that's that's what's great about training camp preseason is that you're talking about, you know, you know who these starters are probably going to be for the most part, but uh, it's the back end of the roster. These guys fighting, clawing for spots. Ugh, that's the best. Andrew Baker saying jalapeno cheddar barbecue burgers. Oh my God, Andrew, to post your address in the chat or send me some to Seattle. That would be amazing. That sounds awesome. Um, Holden Adams giving us a burger too. Cheese, bacon, lettuce, grilled pineapple, barbecue sauce, mayo, steak and shake seasoning. Oh, steak and shake. I don't think they have any of those uh, up here in the Pacific Northwest, but uh, I remember myself some 2 a.m., 3 a.m. going to steak and shake, getting the side-by-side shake, the banana and strawberry after uh, having having fun and doing some uh, enjoying some adult beverages back in the day. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Steak and shake near and dear to my heart. Um, but guys, that's going to have to do it for us today. We got to get on out of here. That will do it for my high insiders. Uh, I will not be here next week. You will see. Well, I'll be here Tuesday and Thursday, but I will not be here on Saturday. I will be backpacking in Mount Rainier doing the spray park loop about 20, 30 miles. Um, so Hopefully we'll have good weather. Um, it'll be a good time. Got five permits for that. It's a really hard to get uh, backpacking trip permit. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, here we go. Robert coming in. Awesome show, guys. Stay safe, Broncos country. And want to iterate that, uh, reiterate that as well. Stay safe, Broncos country. Make smart decisions. Um, obviously, it's your choice out there. But uh, we want to keep you guys safe and make sure you're coming back. Um, Peter Milton having, saying, have a great time, Nick. Thanks, as always. Thank you, Peter. We will see you Tuesday morning. Your, you, but your Wednesday night are they ahead i guess it'd be his tuesday night okay there we go tuesday night for peter tuesday morning for me but that's gonna do it for us tonight guys mile high insiders follow us on twitter excuse me at mile high huddle pod or at mhi underscore pod as well as at mile high huddle if you guys are joining us on facebook today please support us go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com uh forward slash mile high huddle pod and join the conversations there if you want to say hey you guys didn't talk enough about Quinn Miners today. Take that conversation to those groups at us on those group. We're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook at me on there. Let's have a conversation. Let's take it beyond the live stream here. Also, if you guys are joining us on Facebook today, please click the heart react, the thumbs up or the care react. I see you, John, with the care. I, I care about you, John. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, YouTube folks, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please subscribe, like, and share. It's probably the number one thing you guys can do to uh, help us reach new listeners. And man, not, it could not be more important than right now with the season uh, coming up with the off season or wrapping up training camps here. Quarterbacks are reporting. Didn't even talk about quarterbacks today. God, man, what a great show when you didn't have to talk some BS beating a dead horse with the quarterbacks. So uh, thank you guys for that. Um, oh my God, Clifton, you're making me now I'm upset. 
I miss rallies. Checkers tried to replace them. I don't remember rallies. I had checkers and uh, they're not out here in the Pacific Northwest. And I, I literally crave their fries. I'm getting hot, like hot shakes. Thinking about their fries, best fries out there. Checkers. Um, and Peter's saying, um, have a great time, Nick. Thanks as always. And don't forget these stars. So, uh, Peter, you're a star. Thank you so much. Bobby saying ketchup, tomatoes and cheese on a burger. There we go. Nice and easy. Um, and, uh, now time to drink my brown ale says Richie rich. Uh, so yeah, thanks everybody for joining us today. Also follow, uh, myself on Twitter, uh, at Nick Kendall, MHH and John on Twitter at John K MHH. I know that he had a little bit of, uh, issues with the internet there, but had a lot of fun with him on. Hopefully you guys had fun as well. We'll see you. I'll see you guys Tuesday morning. Uh, make sure you come back tomorrow for Zach and Chad. Stay safe. Have a great Saturday. Love y'all go Broncos.